This is Family Office Intel at Dentons, the place where we discuss developments currently shaping the industry and actionable ideas for advisors, executives, and families. We share uncommon knowledge from insiders for the modern family office. I'm Edward Marshall, Global Head of Family Office here at the firm. The following is a conversation with Andrea Fiorelli. Andrea is a partner in our Dentons Milan office, and he's the head of the Italian tax practice. He's admitted to both the Italian and Swiss bar. He sits uh, on several boards of directors of financial institutions and has a strong focus of high net worth and asset management as part of his practice. He's also an advisor at, uh, to key manager of financial institutions, as well as stock, uh, as where shareholders thereof, and uh, individual investors in those groups. His practice also revolves around uh, entrepreneurs as they're looking at their estate and succession planning matters. Today, we'll discuss the Italian family office market and high net worth landscape. We'll talk about the reasons of why family offices are setting up shop or staying in Italy, uh, Brexit and its effect on the Italian marketplace, and how non-Italians are obtaining residency as part of their business operations. So let's get started. Andrea, how did you get your start working with high net worth individuals and, and family offices? Well, uh, working in the tax environment uh, in uh, an Italian in the Italian market, uh, you become aware very rapidly that uh, the Italian uh, environment, entrepreneurial environment, is mainly represented by very important family businesses, businesses, which is uh, the true heart of the Italian economy. As a consequence, confrontation with the family business is, uh, is uh, the core business of any tax practice, uh, which has the capacity to handle also uh, key issues related to uh, private wealth uh, management. In addition to that, uh, I have grown up in Switzerland and I live in Switzerland just across the border which means that I sit in a number of uh, board of directors of uh, uh, Swiss financial institution whose core business is uh, the management of uh, uh, significant families' assets uh, um, at, at the worldwide level. So the industry of uh, the Swiss banking system across the Italian border is very much related to the management of of uh, high net worth individuals uh, um, uh, uh, handling part of their assets uh, in a jurisdiction that is considered to be more protective and conservative than the Italian one. Um, so what, ma what makes the family office space interesting to you? What drew you to it? Um, I think that uh, uh, the necessity the, the evolution of the, of the um, Italian entrepreneurial family uh, in a, a more complex economic environment uh, has made those players understand that uh, uh, a family office activity, although they do not have, might not have an in-house one, but uh, uh, having professional uh, being uh, uh, in the position to handle family office services, at least for part of the uh, goal that they want to reach, is uh, a crucial um, necessity for the management of their assets and estate. 
um, in this framework, uh, the daily activity brings you uh, to develop a privileged relationship with entrepreneurial families and high net worth individuals who ask not only for ask tax assistance, but also for integrated advisory plans aiming at conservation of considerable, considerable family assets, uh, reinforcing the different assets and properties through the several types of instruments like holding company accounts, financial investment, real estate, art collection, etc. And this is in order to ensure their sustainability and avoid their dispersion throughout the generations. Uh, this has become a key issue also at the legislative level uh, in Italy, because uh, taking into account uh, the concrete feature of the economic systems relying on family businesses, also the uh, tax and uh, civil law legislation has evolved throughout the last uh, 10 years uh, in a way to favorize uh, the family businesses and the transfer of the family businesses uh, or the reorganization of family businesses uh, uh, in a more effective way uh, without uh, any substantial tax burden to the extent the transfer or the organization of the family business uh, is finalized to the transfer of the business between generations. So uh, Italy, differently from other jurisdictions, just like the US, has always had a level of taxation of uh, the private wealth uh, in case of succession that is quite reduced because the maximum tax rate uh, does not go above 8%. But despite that, of that, uh, there is the possibility to the extent the core asset that has to be transferred uh, is uh, an entrepreneurial activity that the entire transfer can be uh, executed without any form of tax burden. So it's completely exempted. Uh, and in addition to that, this enables also complex um, uh, estate planning at the level of the succession within entrepreneurial families because uh, the transfer has to be realized in a way that uh, can ensure the existence of the entrepreneurial activity for at least five years after the transfer. What about the high net worth individual landscape in general? Are you seeing a lot of uh, changes legislatively and, and others? Oh, and the same question for family offices. Uh, the, the landscape, uh, the high net worth individual landscape in Italy uh, is, uh, in, is becoming more and more interesting, both for the financial players and the professional players as well, because uh, it's, it's growing, it's rapidly growing despite the difficult economic landscape that we have experienced since 2008, but this area has uh, uh, gone through a growth that is quite substantial uh, throughout the years. Uh, all the data and the figures that you may um, investigate uh, on the official sources indicate that the level of source uh, the level of growth ranges between 10 and 20% on an yearly basis, which is quite substantial considering that the Italian economy 
is almost flat or uh, uh, with a growth that is in the range of 2%. So the growth of this uh, business area is much more substantial than the one of the rest of the Italian economy, which makes uh, uh, this business area more and more interesting, especially for the financial player that have uh, uh, paid attention to this evolution and have uh, started offering specific services. Italy has always had a, a banking system uh, tailor-made also for, fun, for entrepreneurial family business and also the what we call fiduciary and trust company that are not exactly uh, like the one that you have in the US are more a sort of uh, uh, old style uh, family offices uh, uh, that were uh, authorized by the law. They are providing more and more sophisticated services. So in the past, they were entitled only to hold the assets on behalf of uh, the client uh, and taxpayer in order to fulfill the relevant uh, um, tax compliance on behalf of the taxpayer and to provide confidentiality for the ownership of the assets. But uh, nowadays, what those uh, service providers are offering are basically the family offices services, uh, uh, which they sell by means of specific uh, um, um, organization that they have developed in-house. So this uh, has made the, the market more and more competitive and also more and more competitive considering that uh, all the family unofficial funds that were a phenomenon quite common in Italy uh, have gone through a regularization process uh, since 2002 by means of several tax amnesty. So nowadays, uh, almost all the foreign non-official funds held by Italian families have been regularized and have been repatriated or kept abroad by means of uh, international ownership structure that are nevertheless tax compliant, which means that uh, the growth of this business area has been realized on one hand because this market is evolving and is growing, but also because what was managed abroad since uh, 2002 due to several tax amnesty uh, have been repatriated. And we are talking about uh, uh, eight different tax amnesty that have been approved and executed, implemented since 2002, which has made thousands of Italian taxpayers repatriating their assets. So, and the, as you know, the Italian um, citizens have, have a very, very high level of uh, uh, financial saving. It's a cultural matter which means that we have had a huge mass of financial assets being repatriated or in any case remaining abroad, but being managed through financial structure and the trust company that are based in Italy providing family, family uh, offices services. 
So, Andrea, so why are family offices, non-Italian family offices, I think you gave us some good background on some repatriation and some of the amnesty programs that are out there, but why are non-family offices looking to Italy as a place to set up their family office operations? Is that, is that a trend or is it, is it anecdotal? How do you see that? I think it's, it's a trend. It's an interesting trend that is uh, related to a number uh, of uh, uh, key uh, scenarios that uh, are of high interest for foreign families' offices. On one hand, Italy has always been considered to be an interesting jurisdiction because of culture, quality of living, stability of the jurisdiction, uh, infrastructure. So you know, it's a jurisdiction that is considered also because a lot of um, wealthy family also have uh, some origin related to the Italian jurisdiction sometimes. So Italy has always been considered to be a, a, an interesting jurisdiction in general. The Italian environment is stable on one side, uh, and on the other hand, is uh, very favorable also from a tax point of view, because for non-active management of uh, uh, financial uh, estate, you have an average level of taxation that is lower of most of the other European competitors and also the North American ones. And as a matter of fact, you have a very, very, very low level of succession taxes, which means that uh, direct descendants have a 4% um, level of taxation uh, uh, for succession purposes with a um, exemption that is as high as 1 million of euro for each descendant. In addition to that, and just like more of the other European jurisdiction, Italy has uh, implemented throughout the last two, three years, exemption regime that are absolutely uh, exciting from, from a tax perspective, because um, uh, basically they are a sort of almost full uh, exemption for foreigners moving into Italy. Um, for family business uh, clients, the most interesting one is the uh, what we call the flat tax for new residents, so, which means that if you move in Italy uh, after having been abroad for at least nine years, you can uh, apply for uh, a substitutive tax regime for income taxes that is as high as 100,000 euro a year for the for um, each individual, while if you have uh, your spouse or your husband, uh, you may add an, an additional 25,000, which means a couple can pay 125,000 euro a year. And on all the other revenues, uh, there is a full exemption. There is a full exemption also for donation taxes and succession taxes which means that by paying this flat tax on a yearly basis, uh, as a matter of fact, you are 
entitled to the full exemption from any other sort of taxation. And uh, another issue that is quite important is that uh, you have no declaration obligation of any foreign assets. Another scenario that is interesting, but I will say more than for individuals, um, uh, it would be interesting for multinational key manager is what we call the impetrative regimes workers uh, that has brought uh, hundreds of bankers moving back from London into Italy. Uh, these grants, uh, the exemption of 70% of their revenues, uh, um, if they move back into Italy, uh, after having been abroad for at least two or three years, depending on the different scenarios, which means that um, very often within multinational groups, key manager might have uh, an interest uh, to place the headquarters or move the key function back to Italy, because although they do not get an increase for the circumstance that they move back, they, they move into Italy, so they don't have a salary increase, by mean of the 70% exemption from the income taxation, their uh, actual level of tax burden falls somewhere around uh, uh, 10-11%, which is very interesting. Tell me about how that works. So this is an Italian company that opens up somewhere abroad, and then they decide to come back to Italy. Uh, is well, the company getting the brand? We have had the... Uh, one of the major international company of the money transfer business has moved the, uh, the managing director of the entire money transfer business worldwide from London into Italy with the same level of salary. I don't remember exactly, it was somewhere in the range of the couple of million of dollars. And uh, his level of taxation has dropped from uh, an average of 42, 43% in London onto an 11% in Italy. So it has been substantially uh, interesting for the key manager. And since the business is global for the firm, um, as a matter of fact, uh, these uh, represent a, a substantial um, capital, uh, salary increase in concrete for the key manager without any additional cost for the company. It's very interesting, Andrea. I, I think um, the, the tax, regime, tax regimes that you mentioned are, are quite favorable in the aspects that you, that you covered there. What about other things that are going on uh, in your backyard, including Brexit? How do you think Brexit will affect uh, Italy as a jurisdiction for Italians or non-Italians for, uh, for on the family business side or the family office side? As far as the family business is concerned, what, what I would say for commercial activity, Brexit so far has not generated any substantial best consequence, I would say, at this stage, at least to my knowledge. Um, I think Brexit has scared a lot of foreigners that were based uh, in, in, in London. But uh, I must admit that, that based on our experience on the Italian side, uh, the, the the migration of the Italian key manager back to Italy it has been uh, generated by a, mix, a mixture of the new 
pieces of legislation that we have mentioned a few minutes ago that provide substantial level of exemption uh, if you return in Italy to work uh, um, in a financial institution or in any company. And the circumstance that the uncertainty uh, related to the evolution of the UK uh, has scared some of those uh, bankers or manager that have decided to take advantage of the new Italian tax scenario to move back. Uh, I personally think that uh, um, uh, UK will remain uh, an important platform for high net worth individuals, especially for the ones that are not uh, uh, coming from the European Union. And um, UK will start newly start to promote uh, their domestic tax regime uh, basically the resident non-dom one uh, and become more and more aggressive in this respect uh, so um, i think that uh, um, the most uh, uh, the ultra high net worth individual will keep finding very interesting the UK jurisdiction. So I think we have increased the level of uh, competition for other European Union jurisdiction, but London still remains interesting in broad terms. In terms of the process for non-Italian families, non-Italian family offices or high net worth individuals that are looking to establish residency, uh, what does that look like? Is is Italy one of a place where you you it is relatively straightforward uh, to get residency by uh, by 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 businesses that you bring into the country and, and and of that nature? How does it look like? It's 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 a friendly it's a friendly jurisdiction. Uh, uh, on one side, for European Union citizen, you have a free an absolute freedom of movement as a matter of fact. So you have certain compliance requirements, but at the end, it's very formalistic. So as an European citizen, you can move across any European Union jurisdiction without any substantial constraints. Mm -hmm. And it's the case for Italy as well. So, um, I mean, from this point of view, uh, it's, it's very easy to move around and to transfer the business. Uh, if you have cross-border, uh, services to be provided, you also you only have to pay attention to permanent establishment of fixed base uh, implication, but this is the ordinary, um, let's say one is the ordinary, one of the ordinary problems of uh, any uh, tax planning. So you mentioned some of the, you know, bureaucratic hurdles or some, there might be some tax hurdles. What, what are some other things if you're thinking about this? that you should consider as a potential pitfall or something to avoid uh, when looking at a residency? I think uh, the, the key, uh, as we said, the, the, the relocation procedure might be quite burdensome from a bureaucratic perspective, although in, in, in principle, it should not be. But uh, I would say that this is just something to be mentioned to the clients, uh, just for them to be aware that uh, the, the, the public administration in Italy is not so efficient. Uh, uh, on the contrary, I think the key issue to be, the pitfall to absolutely to be avoided is that uh, um, 
if uh, uh, an high net worth individual decides to relocate in Italy, an appropriate uh, uh, estate planning is considered before moving into Italy. Because if uh, um, the, the individual uh, will not apply for one of the preferential regime that have been granted recently, uh, the reorganization of the estate business can be quite costly uh, and also very formalistic uh, in terms of implementation. A lot of paperwork to be done, uh, public authorities to be involved, notaries to be involved, and every time you implement each of those steps, you have a number of taxes to be paid that are basically registration tax, cadastral tax, mortgage tax, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So at the end, the entire process might reveal to be costly, uh, not because uh, you pay a high level of income taxes, but because all the formalities to reorganize the business might trigger a number of uh, indirect taxes that would uh, increase uh, the tax burden uh, in concrete. Also by me, just to make an example, if I decide to move in Italy and I have to segregate something uh, in a trust, uh, it would be uh, advisable to have this done just before entering to the Italian jurisdiction because there is a remote risk that any segregation in trust might trigger a 4% taxation. Uh, so, um, if you have a substantial shareholding in a company and uh, you want to enter in Italy and benefit from the flat tax, uh, because uh, uh, there are some abusive provisions that would prevent you to sell substantial shareholding for five years, which means that if you plan to sell your business after you have relocated in Italy, you should uh, 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 implement an ownership structure that would enable you to sell your business without any adverse tax consequence uh, on the Italian side and uh, implementing this structure legitimately before entering to the Italian jurisdiction. So there are a number of issues. Also the family business, the transfer is exempt, but uh, then uh, the ownership uh, has to be kept uh, for at least five years, which means if I want to reorganize my family business in terms of ownership, uh, and if I have it done once I am located in Italy, I have to be aware that afterwards my heir have to keep the structure uh, as uh, it is for at least five years, which might not be of interest of the uh, client. So an appropriate tax planning would be advisable, just like I think in case of any relocation across the globe. So Andrea, for our Italian speakers, do you want to leave any quick uh, thoughts about uh, your practice, what, uh, what you and Paolo do over there for them, just as a, a, a heads up of what you're doing? Grazie. Quindi noi oramai facciamo questo lavoro da, da tanti anni e ci rivolgiamo quindi a, a imprenditori, a gruppi familiari, imprenditoriali eh, che seguiamo eh, nell'intero processo 
della vita ordinaria e nelle operazioni straordinarie. Riteniamo di poterci proporre come eh, soggetti con un rapporto fiduciario stretto che sono in condizione di eh, coordinare le diverse professionalità del mondo legale e non legale che sono necessari in processi di riorganizzazione e di passaggio generazionale che si connotano per spiccate complessità in funzione anche delle diverse aree di business. Eh, abbiamo sempre prediletto un approccio multidisciplinare nel senso che appunto la composizione del team che al 50% ha dei legali specializzati in diritto successore internazionale e in diritto delle fondazioni e dei trust ci consente di utilizzare tutti gli strumenti offerti dalla normativa e dal codice civile ma anche strumenti internazionali di elevato livello di sofisticazione. Speriamo quindi di poter essere di interesse per una clientela che ha business imprenditoriali di eccellenza in Italia e che possa essere interessata ad acquisire un livello di sofisticazione organizzativa o intrafamiliare in prospettiva dei passaggi generazionali o anche per affrontare i mercati internazionali. Grazie. Thank, thank grazie, you. Andrea, grazie, grazie mille. So thanks, uh, thanks for joining us and thanks for all listening in today. If you'd like to get in touch with Andrea or if you have any questions, uh, do send us an email to familyoffice at dentons.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation or are so inclined, subscribe to our channel, review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify or keep in touch with us wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. As always, sharing this episode is very much appreciated and the best way you can show your support to sign up for our newsletters and learn more about our solutions and research in the family office space, check out our website. That is dentons.com forward slash family office. That's it. Bye everyone.